Welcome to the Freaking Geeks Podcast, the flagship podcast of Freaking Geeks Media. In this podcast, hosts Michael, Sarah, and Barry crank the geekiness to 11, covering everything from movies and television to pop culture, video games, books, and so much more. If this is your first time listening, then thanks for coming. The podcast is produced each week, so feel free to add us to your favorite RSS feed or on iTunes. You can follow us on Twitter and Facebook. The links will be in the show notes. Hello, everybody. Okay. Now back to it's time to the start podcast. the show. I'm your host, Michael, and with me is my two co-hosts. That's right, two, everybody. We have two co-hosts this week. It is Sarah and Barry. Hey, guys. I'm glad to be back. That's right. <laughs> yeah, you sound it. <laughs> yes. Well, it, it, you know, his Raker's enthusiasm waxes and wanes depending on the quality of the movie he's reviewing. Oh, that's true. So that's actually like that's the actually Dark Crystal, who tapped out on uh, or or did tap out on it. Freaking! I thought I was watching the same one from 1983 or whenever it was. Well, that. that's the point. <laughs> and, and when Raker was reviewing Labyrinth, he uh, was contemplating. Yeah. He, he was contemplating Every- death. Every time I see a puppet movie now, I'm con- I'm forever tainted. Thank Vietnam you. Flashbacks. Yeah, I know. I, I, was, I was having freaking labyrinth flashbacks. <laughs> I was like, ugh. Just singing going off in your head, crystal uh, balls flying around. <laughs> I really, you know, I really thought, and I know you guys did your dark crystal thing. I really, you know, I was like, all right, I'm going to watch this, right? So I tried to start watching it, and I honestly thought I was watching the same thing from. You know, 80 whatever. And I'm like, wow, you would think puppeteering would have advanced tremendously over that time. Guess not in Jim Henson world. Let's be fair, it's the prequel. So I guess you want to keep it pretty damn close. But it's neither here nor there. I guess. But anyway, we're not here. How far did you make it? We're not here to talk about my hatred for puppet movies. (laughs) Um, uh, Almost through episode one. If you were from episode (laughs) one. uh, Whatever it was. <laughs> yeah, I was like, eee. That's a va- it's a valiant effort, Raker. Well, <laughs> uh, like I said, I really thought I'd see some revolutionary puppeteering, and to be honest, I don't think I did. Mm. Okay. So, but nevertheless, we're not, like I said, we're not here to talk about whatever that is. The, yeah, we were the here to. Pres- the, the, the shark crystal. Let's, <laughs> talk about, let's talk about shit, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Gee, I can't. I have no idea what your opinion is of this movie. Oh, did I say a bad word? <laughs> uh, all right. So, well, I, 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 we must have just. And on that note, we're going to do the rundown. Have we'll a good night, in. folks. It was <laughs> nice being back. And, uh, That's my rating. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'll rating. be. Yeah, I'll be here all week. Uh, <laughs> right. So. <laughs> Get on the stage, one good joke, off the stage, yeah. boom. Here you go. Uh, only, only I'm not joking. I, I'm uh, not joking. Yeah, but. that's true. All right, so It Chapter 2, it was released on September 6, 2019. It was written and directed by Andy Muschietti with a runtime of two hours and 49 minutes. You heard that correctly. Two hours and 49 minutes. A budget of $79 million. The box office so far, $160.1 million domestic. 179.7 million foreign for a total haul of 339 million global. It uh, stars Jessica Chastain, James McAvoy, Bill Hader, Bill Skarsgård, Finn Wolfhard, and Sophia Lillis. 
And, and others. Huh? And others. And others. There's other people too, but that's There's just a, a long list. It's a long list and I'm not doing that. So, um, <laughs> all right. So let's do our one sentence review. Well, actually, no, let's do our plot synopsis and then we'll do our one oh, sentence okay. review. Yeah, that'd be a good idea. So plot synopsis uh, is uh, 27 years after they first encounter Pennywise, the Losers Club must come together to confront both their personal <laughs> demons and the clown as it begins another reign of terror in Derry. Kind of. I yeah. wouldn't call it terror, but sure. I call it terror on me watching this movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's terror light, you know. Yeah, there you go. Good call. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think you're. I think you're right on. Terror is not the word I would use, but all yeah. the monster, but fat Michael, free, did, no scares. Did, did you write that synopsis, Michael? Yes. Okay. Yep. Well. Check with me next time before you throw terror. There, okay. right? <laughs> <laughs> I'll double check that I have. Uh, I, I, know, I know you're a master of vocabulary, but I don't think you hit that one yet. Uh, uh, that one. My, my apologies. That Gotta get Ray's permission. That was that. a foul ball. Yeah, uh, man. I've, I've <laughs> been relegated to the. To the um, yeah. You need to tell me I got came back for this? Come on, Michael. Uh, yep. Yeah, I'm off my game. Sorry. You're Should devoted to the guy that brings yeah. around sandwiches to the office. I'll give you, I'll give you a terror. Put me All down. Right. Put me down in the minor one, leagues. One sentence review. Yeah, one sentence review. So, uh, Raker, since oh, uh, you're back, okay. let's start with All you right. first. As a drum roll. Um, <laughs> I was like, that's your review. We need to talk. <laughs> Here we go. Is everyone ready? All listeners, please get your pencils out. Underwhelming. Oh, God. Wow. Well, no, I'm, 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 that's I'm, not I'm, a sentence. Grammatically, that's not a that's sentence. That's true. That's a statement. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Breaker's one word review <laughs> upon my return. Underwhelming. No, seriously. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to let, I'm, I'll hit, I'll expound upon that later. Right? Expand. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Michael? Yeah, Michael's um, is much better than mine. Mine is the movie's strengths outweigh its weaknesses, but not by very much. I think Rake will disagree. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. Uh, I put that it chapter two pales in comparison to the first chapter. However, I do appreciate the expanse of the characters, although the scares end up taking a back seat. Yeah, well, there you go. That's the winner tonight. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. That's a sentence. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> This might be the only night that Sarah and I agree on stuff. We'll see. Right? Yeah. Although uh, we might have agreed a bit on The Dark Crystal because I ended up grading it. Oh, really? I graded it worse than Michael did. Wow. Wow. Well done, Sarah. Yeah. Yeah. It's a mutiny, Michael. It's a mutiny. I know. (laughs) We're turning on him. Maybe I was, maybe I was, maybe I don't know. Maybe I was going through a psychotic episode or something at the time. (laughs) I'm not really sure. Um, (laughs) Sure. All right, so so uh, spoiler alert moving forward for everybody, just so that you're aware, <laughs> yeah. obviously. Um, so you've been warned. All right, so let's talk about the script here. Well, let's talk about what goes on in the script, what the, the strengths are, what the weaknesses are. Um, and I think we can all agree, first off, and this isn't even getting into the pacing issue, which we'll get down to later. Um. The script for this movie is is way too long. Um, oh yeah, this this um, movie suffers from a lot of flaws. One of them is that it doesn't seem to know where to put its um, its real estate, and 
its strength um, and the time and the effort into specific areas that I feel like would have been better than where they put them. Um, you know, you start out with the characters, right? We're being reintroduced to these characters after 27 years. Uh, this is the problems that they're going through. Fine, we get introduced to some of that, but it's so quick. And then all of a sudden, it's like, it's almost like they rushed through your reintroduction to these characters just so we can get them to dairy. Um, which I do think is a problem because even though these are the older versions, the kids that we knew in it, chapter one, um, we still need to be reintroduced. We still need to connect to them. We still need to care about them. Uh, and we do eventually come to care about them. But I don't feel like I really connected with any of these characters right off the bat. I felt like the movie had to work a lot harder than it needed to in order to get me to care about the older versions of these characters. And this has nothing to do with the quality of the actors or the acting or any of that. It just, it's just, I don't feel like the script supplied the actors with the scenes necessary, or maybe they were simply cut out in uh, post-production. But at least what we saw on screen, I felt like it was a rush to get to Derry. And so everything else leading up to them finally getting to Derry was just, okay, okay, introduce, hurry up, let's go, move on, move on, let's go, and into Derry. Yeah. yeah, he's neurotic. She's being abused, and like really uh, quick. And it's all it's all there, but it's just it wasn't enough. It was like we were just skimming the surface before we need to finally get them in a dairy. And Raker and I, you and I talked with this very. We we don't talk a lot about you know before we get into the review right. and record. But uh, one thing you and I did briefly talk about was um, how this movie. My God, there is so much. There's so much time spent in this movie where nothing happens. <laughs> nothing happens, and even the scenes that we see, like okay, fine. Uh, I don't need there to be Pennywise in order for there to be uh, an important scene, uh, but I do need something to happen, like something that reveals, a, you know, character motivation or a flaw or something, something that, that makes me care about the characters more. There were so many scenes in this movie where I just sat there thinking, my God, this could have been cut. This is nothing. This is absolutely, like, serves no purpose. Um, you know, from a, so from a script standpoint, it was overlong. Uh, it, it was just way too, way too much without enough story. Because there really isn't a whole lot of story when you think about it. You know, you have the characters. This is where they are in their life. We have to come back to Diary. We have to kill Pennywise. That's it. And so how does that become a two-hour and 50-minute yeah. movie? Yeah, and I yeah. love the way that because they were removed from Diary for that time, they forgot everything. Yeah, and I guess that is in the book, though. Oh, is it? It is in the book. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, then what, what's their explanation in the book? I'm trying to remember. I think it just has oh, something okay. to do with, um, and, and uh, granted, it's been about 15 years for me. Right. But um, I think if I remember correctly, it's because it has something to do with Pennywise himself. And so it kind of like wipes, almost like leeches the memories out of their head to a degree. Um because they're away. And so, you know, Pennywise kind of keeps them from remembering the trauma that they suffered uh, because they're going to come back at a later time. You know, he, doesn't want, he doesn't want them to remember. So they just kind of like forget about it. 
you know. So, basic, so basically, your explanation's as good as the one I derived, which is there's really none. <laughs> yeah, like they okay. didn't really explain it in the movie at all. And there's, yeah. I think there's also this, this compartmentalization aspect to it as well, where they've all kind of suffered through a traumatic experience, and they've all com- uh, compartmentalized the whole, the whole thing that happened to them too. You know, it's like when people suffer through trauma. And something really, really awful from their childhood, and they block it out, and it may be decades. Yeah, it may yeah, be, okay. yeah, it may be decades before they ever remember that some terrible thing happened to them um, as as children. So, uh, and then all of a sudden it comes rushing back, and they're like, "Oh wow, I haven't thought about this in like twenty five years or whatever." So, oh wow, know. this clown tried to eat me. <laughs> yeah, well, there's that. <clears throat> So, anyway, what were you guys? Uh, what were your thoughts on the script? Uh, what did you think they did well script-wise, and what what do they do uh, poorly? I mean, Rick, go ahead, go ahead, Sarah. Oh, Sarah. Okay, Sarah, go. Yeah, she's gonna. Well, I like adding more depth to the characters. However, they dragged out, dragged the laying it out way too much, and it's a little too scattered. Like we're just flipping from person to person and like they show like the opening is um, I don't remember his name, but it's one of the kids. You know, he's with his partner and of course, you know, he gets the oh, shit kicked yeah. out of him. Yeah. And I didn't even know it was him until like halfway through the movie when they're talking about it. Like, oh, it was that guy. Okay. <laughs> like what? That's not the way to start it, you know? Oh, Stanley? Yes, Stanley. Because he, cause he kills himself. Yeah. Right. Oh, because like his partner got killed yeah right. so like he sees pennywise it all comes back to him and he just takes himself out of the equation <clears throat> i was like that's is that wait oh okay am i crazy no 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 you're you're, you're correct you're no correct. i okay i i totally did i totally missed that link yeah, yeah see i would have missed it too like they briefly talked about it too that it was him in the movie i'm like oh okay that was the whole reason for the opening it was stanley but you get for go to get popcorn or something like that, you would have missed it and you would never have known. Like that's yeah. how brief it was. Wow. Wow, I missed that part. Well. Jeez. I guess I either I'm a not a very astute viewer or whatever. <laughs> well, I don't think it's your fault. I think it's their fault. <laughs> yeah, maybe so. Gracious. But huh. yeah, so I was not happy with the way they opened it. It was just like why? Well there's no point. It barely made any kind of sense. Right. Oh. You just wanted something for shock value, and that was that. Yeah, well, I'm just, just glad to hear. It. I'm just glad to hear now that that had a purpose. Right, it wasn't just there to be there. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's I'm, actually that was going to be one of my first complaints. Yeah, glad you uh, brought that up. Then Beverly's like abusive husband. Like, okay, I understand abusive relationships and it can escalate to that, but. It apparently seemed like this had never happened before because she felt comfortable comfortable enough to tell him that she needed to go there and not give a reason and to think he would be okay with that. But then he goes absolutely psycho on her and tries to kill her. Like it's zero to a hundred. Like <laughs> there would yeah. have been this behavior yeah, beforehand. You're right. Yeah, you're right. I million percent agree on that. I mean, I get it. They're doing it for, you know, I don't want to say, you know, to kind of explain where she's coming from. You know, mm-hmm. but you're right. That you're right. Zero to a hundred. And it's just like, what? Like she would have just not told him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. 
Jeez. I'm trying to think of like good stuff. Like there is good stuff, but I mean, I like the I, I like the overall idea in the script of okay, now we have to explain, you know, why these people are the way they are, kinda. You know what I mean? Like I, I appreciate the attempt, but just the execution was just poor. You know what I mean? Like I don't Which know. Which is unfortunate with these actors, because I mean, Bill Hader yeah. alone, like. And yep. James McAvoy, holy moly! You know, well, yeah. When we talk about acting, we'll hit on a point that me and Michael talked about earlier, and yeah, yeah. you have the cream of the crop, and your script is not supporting them. Well, how about in the script? How about just the? Oh, we're gonna talk Pennywise into, you know, shrinking himself and disappearing. Like what? We're gonna talk him into that. We're just gonna all suddenly believe that he's small. Yeah. What is what is this? An after-school special? You know I, what I, mean? I think that had to be in the book, but for movie-wise, it doesn't make sense Yeah, at all. you know what? Usually I'm a big advocate of sticking with the book, but I didn't read the book. It, admit, I admit that. But, man, that was lame. I that mean, does not translate. No, it does not translate to film. Like, it, That's pretty... Yeah, I, I can't imagine the book. I mean, Michael, you read the book, and I know it was a long time ago, but I think even if I would have read that book as a kid... You know, I'd have been like, what the heck? I mean, there's definitely plenty of uh, moments in the book where you're just like, what What the hell? Um, oh, yeah. You know, I mean, that's kind of par for the course with the with the Stephen King novel. Um, <laughs> but, it, you know, especially the era, I mean, that's when his drug, I think his drug abuse was, was pretty, uh, pretty high. So some of that stuff was, um, you know, it's like the same thing with the Gunslinger, with the Dark Tower series. I mean, uh, you know, it's, something he's admitted in the past was when he, he wrote dark tower. Um, he, he's come out in, you know, years afterwards and said, um, one of the great regrets of his life was the fact that he has absolutely no recollection of writing the first dark tower book. Really? None. And that's by and far probably the best. Yeah. The gunslinger. Yeah. It's like no <laughs> recollection because he was, he was just so uh. bombed all the time I and mean, he was gone. Um, <laughs> So, you know, anyway, you know, there's, there's something else that I wanted to kind of bring up here. And I think it's something that, um, a lot of people that watch this are probably going to feel, cause I know I did. I remember sitting there watching this movie and thinking, why is every scary sequence punctuated with a joke? <laughs> yeah, Bill Hader. Wow. Good point. Think Michael. about it. It is a, this movie is a lot funnier than it really should be. There are a lot of scares that are just broken up with, um, you know, like, you know, that sequence in, in the movie where you have Eddie confronting the leper, like you're still scared of a freaking leper. And so he wraps the hands, (laughs) right. Of all the things, like you're still scared of the leper. Okay, fine. Whatever. Scared of a leper. Good point though. But like he wraps his hands around the leper's throat. Right. And you're thinking like, this is okay. It's shot. Well, Right, it looks good, scary. It's, you're, getting, you're getting like a little anxious for the guy, you know, and you're thinking maybe this is the moment where he gets his revenge, and then all of a sudden you get a freaking song burst into the scene, <laughs> "Angel of the Morning." It's like, what the hell is this okay. doing? This is the one right. part where I would give an exception for this because I left my ass off for that. Like, I, I know, and I know, and I look. Don't get me wrong, I understand, and I have no problem with them throwing in comedy here and there. Right. But you have to manage that very, very judiciously. I mean, if you do, t- if you introduce too much comedy 
it takes away from the scares and they did way too much of that in this movie. Yes, there were some scary moments. I think there were some genuinely frightening moments occasionally. But I would argue to a degree that if you want to introduce a little more comedy in the kids part of the adaptation, I'm probably a little more fine with that than I am with the adults because with the, the adults, you have to work harder to scare them. They're adults. You need to find a way to make it all the more frightening. In fact, I think they should have pulled back a lot more on the comedy and went for more of a pure horror. And I just, I don't know if it's the quick turnaround here. You know, obviously they needed to get filming as soon as possible. The kids were getting older. You couldn't take two or three years off. But I, I still, I don't know. It just too much comedy for me in this script. Yeah, it, it didn't. It didn't do the movie any good. I think it did a it, a real detriment to the overall. But was quality. it comedy or just lack of horror? I mean, it, it's it's both. Any... I mean, both. Yeah, yeah. I, I the the scares. There are, like I said, there's a few good scares. The scares, other scares, the scares that don't really aren't as effective should have been better. But the comedy, uh, there, there's a few times where I just felt like they were doing a good job. The scene was going along well, and then all of a sudden, something funny happens. Okay, fine. Okay, now I have absolutely no fear about this this you know character getting hurt. Uh, so you just you know it takes all of that out of the movie. You know, when that happens. Yeah. yeah. I'm okay with the song part, but I would have taken a few jokes away from uh, uh, Richie's character, Bill Hader's character. Right. Yeah. Because it was always seemed like every time something happened, he'd break the silence with a joke. And yeah. while I thought a few of those were really funny and it was, you know, nice for a break, eventually just got repetitive. Yeah. But yeah, I agree with you. Yeah. I think the way they could have fixed this movie is if, like, the one guy that stayed in Derry was Mike, Mike Hanton. Yeah. And it would have been really smart if they, he, like, he's the one that assembles them to fight it. What if he was on, like, just flip it around, put him on its side, he sends them all to it, and he backs out and leaves them to the fight him? Like, that would have been something smart, like, just have this turnaround. But... Like, he could have betrayed them, something like that. Like, I just thought through half the way through the movie, like, God, he's got to be up to something. Because, like, he's fighting way too hard to assemble them and for to not really know what's going to happen himself. Like, it just seems too convenient. Like, okay, so I, I, I think a good thing that this movie could have done was if they would have amped up the scares, made them actually scary cut down on some of the the comedy. And look, obviously, you know, Richie's going to be fun. He's got the one-liners and everything, and that's fine. But limit it more or less to that. Make everything else more frightening. And then what I can understand would be a point of this movie is, okay, you have, these are adults now. And even though Pennywise is alive and obviously is dangerous, I think part of what the book tried to do to a degree, and I think what this movie could have done was show that despite Pennywise, um, these these aren't kids anymore. And some of the things that they're actually going through are equal to, if not scarier than 
whatever their childhood fears. Right. And and I could see I could see that being something that the movie would want to kind of hammer home. Like, yes, okay, they have to face Pennywise. Yes, he's a legitimate threat. Yes, he can hurt them and kill them. There's no doubt about that. And and that's not to say that that is not a real danger. But you could also highlight that as scary as their childhood was, as scary as Pennywise is, um, there's a limit to Pennywise in that and that is partially is he only comes out every 27 years for an X amount of period amount of time. Otherwise, you know, their lives are their lives. And there's, there's actually something scarier about that in a lot of ways than what Pennywise could ever conjure. And mm-hmm. and that could have been something that they really would, should have been able to kind of hammer home in this movie, but still kept the scares frightening. But in the end, you kind of realize is a theme that, um, you know, the things that you think are scary in the dark aren't nearly as scary as the things that you go through every day or what you're currently going through. Like, you know, Beverly and her abuse or mm-hmm. some of the other stuff that you see with the other characters. Um, it, it becomes obvious that, uh, you know, they're, they're dealing with fresh terror that has nothing to do with Pennywise. And that could have made for a, a movie that would resonate more on a different level but still also retain the kind of really scary aspect that, that, you know, the great horror movies have. And I, and I, I mean, I would legitimately put honestly the first, you know, it movie in that category is a legitimately great horror movie because it is a good horror movie. It's, it's scary. The, the whole thing is well done. The, everything is just pretty much top notch. It's why I went into this hoping for the best and coming out feeling, as you said, Raker underwhelmed. Very much so. Yeah, and like none of these people have kids either. Like that would have they missed an opportunity there. Like if they don't remember what happened to them in Derry, and Mike calls them back, what's to stop one of them from bringing their kids with them? And then having there's that next level of scare is your kid being in danger. Yeah, legitimate yeah. point. Now that's not I believe in the book, but I do think that would have been a nice change because you're right. We bring my kid with me to this funeral for a friend of mine from years ago. And in doing so, that would be, you know, that actually is fantastic now that you've mentioned it. Because think about it. That would have been a fantastic way to get the movie rolling quicker. Because and they now, all would have been able to see Pennywise and it could have been, they could have figured that out real quick. Well, Pennywise would have targeted the son or daughter of one of the Losers Club. And that would have been the thing that would have kicked everything off. Now, all of a sudden, um, you know, we can't, maybe we can't leave town for whatever reason, or Pennywise will just follow us wherever we go, whatever. Um, or maybe the kid gets abducted or, yeah. or something. And like Georgie. Like, like Georgie, uh, like replicating what happened 27 years ago. And now, all of a sudden, it becomes a race to get to the kid in time. You know, boom, we just cut off you know, half an hour to 45 minutes of this movie and and we get the ball rolling on getting the action aspect of this movie going a lot quicker, you know, because now it's not about go to dairy, okay, and we just kind of hang out for a while until eventually the movie decides it's time to start doing something. Yeah. It's just lazily done. It's very kind of just... I don't know, floating along, waiting for... <laughs> floating? Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. But, you know, it's just because you don't feel like there's any real momentum to this movie for the longest time. And eventually it does happen, but um, just a lot of, there's a lot, of, um, a lot of dead space for me. Yeah. yeah. So. True that. All right. So give me uh, your script grades. Uh, Raker, why don't we start out with you? Um, I gave it <laughs> a 69. <laughs> Oh, no, no, no. No, That's I right. gave it a 69. Yeah. No, I gave it a 78. 78. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. 78. All right. He gave uh, something else a 69. <laughs> <laughs> Actually. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Sarah, what about you? <laughs> I'm really close. I gave it 78. Oh, my God. Well, that's yeah. what I gave it, actually. That's pretty oh, close. I thought you said 79. Uh, oh. No, no, 78. And oh, then I'm dead on with you. I gave yeah, it a 69. Right. Michael's the one that gave it to 69. Yep. Oh. Wow. That's me. You put yeah. up the journey number. <laughs> yes, 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 I did. <laughs> he, he just couldn't bear to give it a 70. So he's no. Like, he's like, I can't oh. give it that 70. Yeah, can't, no way I give it that 70. It has to be a 69. Exactly. I'm like, I cannot give it a 70. I'm going to go right below it. So Wow. All right. Yeah, let- Michael was definitely not a fan of the script. <laughs> No, I I can't say I blame him. I can't no. say I blame him. I'm, I might even be being too generous, actually. <laughs> All right. So uh, overall, our grade is a seventy-five for the script. That's probably generous, actually. It is generous. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But that's okay. That's the grade. So yep. let, let's move on to uh, to nope, acting. No extra credit. No, no extra credit. <laughs> um, let's talk about the acting here. And, and Raker, I'm gonna let you start out here because I know you have some. <laughs> You, you have you have some thoughts you'd like to share about the acting, which, um, well, you know, yeah, and and it's happened to us many times. Like we'll see these movies with these great casts, a la Glass, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But yet the they don't really give the actors the chance to, you know, show their, their chops. Work. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, you had McAvoy in here. You had. Uh, What's that girl's name? Jeez, I forgot already. Uh, Jessica Chastain. Yeah, Chastain. Like, Hater, I think, is a good actor. You know, beyond just being funny. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, I'm being generous again, but I'm going to give it an 84. Okay. For a score. But, you know, I think it's its biggest fault is that, you know, you have these great actors and you're just not letting them play in the sandbox, you know? Do you think that you, you have... I mean, is it because you don't f- you feel like the script is is not great and that yeah. affects the quality? Yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, the script has their dialogue, so I guess if your script is limiting, you know what I mean, to begin with, I guess you know. There's no push in their acting. Yeah, yeah, not, no, pff, not even close. Like I've seen every <laughs> one of those actors do a better job in another movie. Yep, like Split, <laughs> like uh, Glass. Yeah, well, James McAvoy is great. The only thing he's not better at is Professor X, but nevertheless, <laughs> nothing can save nothing can save him there. Yeah, no, that's true. <laughs> um, you know, Sarah, I'll let you continue and tell me what you think about the acting here. Oh God, sorry, I thought you were going to say something, and then I was okay. I was waiting for you to finish. Oh. But, um, for my acting, uh, yeah, like. Like Rick said, you know, they're all great actors, but they're not getting a chance to like flex their muscles. They're just kind of, I, I don't know, it's 
if it's on them or if it's on the director or if it's just the scripts, but like they just kind of came and, you know, did their job and, you know, they do their job well, but it's nothing to sneeze at. Like it's nothing that they're going to get noticed for or get any kind of award for. Like it's just, they're there and they're acting and that's about the extent of it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Like, Jessica Chastain had less acting time in like Interstellar, but I think she did a much better job in that movie than here. And I hate saying that, but oh, she's a phenomenal yeah. actress. I, she's a great know. actress. It's just didn't get a chance to be like great acting. I mean, it's yeah. I guess I can understand where you're coming from. I mean, it's hard because you know most horror movies aren't known for particularly great acting because oftentimes the acting is. Uh, it's always, Over the top. well, yeah, but I mean, the characters are often thin, often, you know, not all the time, but they're thin and so they're underwritten and generally the dialogue isn't particularly great. So you see a lot of these, you know, horror movies and um, since there isn't really a focus on character, the acting tends to suffer. Now, you know, Ray, or Sarah, you and I uh, reviewed The Babadook. That was one of our first reviews we did for this podcast. I think that was the first. No, wow. we didn't. no it was Bram Stoker's Dracula. Oh, you're right. Yeah. It was the second then. So I think Babadook was number two. And in that movie, because there was such a massive focus on character, because that was really the point, the acting was superb. I mean, number one, the the actress in, in the, the main actress in that movie was phenomenal, but she was also given the raw materials to to give a great performance. So I can understand what you're talking about when it comes to not really having the raw materials given to them to really do something. Um, because you can be a great actress, in, in but you can't you can't make magic out of nothing. Yeah, so. it's true. So what is well said. what is what is your uh, grade for this? Oh, eighty-seven. Eighty-seven. Okay. I was a little nicer. All right, so um, uh, I'm going to stick to my grade, but I, it's you know fair points. I I, started, I gave it an 88. That's not bad. Um, I guess you know I looked at the performances. I actually I thought they were good. Um, I felt like uh, it's not just the actors and the big names, but I just felt they all brought something. And maybe if there would have been lesser actors in those roles the acting probably would have been worse actually. In fact, I'm pretty sure it would have been, uh, mm-hmm. that really what made this movie, I think is solid in the acting department as I felt like it was, is just because these are, you know, top, some of the top actors in, you know, Hollywood that are working today. Um, and they were, they managed to give some, some really good performances, little they had to work with. And I do agree. They didn't have nearly as much to work with here as the kids did in, in it chapter one. But I do think that they did a good job with what they had. So, That's uh, fair. you know, I, I, you know, look, they could be better. They could have done something similar better. But I think if they had been given more raw materials to work with, something that would have really pushed them, yes, I agree. They would have had, I think, better overall performances. But overall, our acting grade is an 86. That's fair for that. All right. They did. Yeah, thing. It, they did it. it as good as you could do, I guess, considering what they had to work with. But exactly. moving on directing, uh, 
I gave <laughs> I gave it an eighty seven. I was okay. I was impressed by Muschietti, just like I was impressed by him in it chapter one. Um, I felt like he shot the movie very well. Um, I thought the set design was really good. Uh, you know the the use of lighting. The, I thought that really worked out well. Um, you know, it was just it's well shot. I think I think Muschietti is a talented director. Uh, you can criticize this movie for the script, I think. Um, you can criticize it for a number of things. But I think in the directing department, it it works for me. His his direction works for me. Um, so I, I gave it an 87. That's not too bad. Um, I'm pretty close. I gave it an 85. Okay. I, I like some of the shots, you know, he did. And I think, like, I agree with you. I think he's a talented director as a whole and he did a fantastic job uh with the first one but i think the movie just has the script against it i'm not going to hold it against the director i think you know you know he did what the best he could do with what he had and it's especially if they had like 78 million dollar budgets that's shocking especially how like well received the first one was you think they'd kind of go all out on doing some like really high-end like effects and creepy stuff creepy stuff and but they didn't really go that route they just it was more about the characters and their lives and following them not so much about creating this like we've already been submerged into this world why flaunted but i kind of feel like i wish they had a little more you know agreed yeah, agreed. Oh, yeah, 85. Okay. Uh, Raker, give me give me your grade. What do you what do you think? Um, I'm a little more critical than both of you. I gave it an 83. Okay. Not too bad. Uh, simply because, you know, and Michael and I have had this discussion not just tonight, but many times. I blame the director for multiple things. Um, you know what I mean? Like just throughout, you know, if the script was a little bit poor, if the acting was a little bit poor. It's almost to me, the director's the one responsible for everything. So, you know, a lot of my criticism falls on, you know, the director. So my criticism of the movie in general, I kind of blame a director. So, you know, I agree. The shots were pretty cool. A lot of the shots were really cool. Uh, but, you know, is that him or is that the cinematographer? You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, so. Yeah, they work hand in hand. I think he's yeah. probably responsible more for that. Uh, but, you know, um, I yeah. do understand your, your complaint about, you know, he oversees the production. So some of that is his fault for things not. You know, between him and the editor, like when they're ready to release this movie and then they watch it, you know what I mean? Because I'm sure they watch it more than once even. Oh, yeah. I mean, it, I just don't know how there can be such oversight. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like how they miss a lot of this stuff that I think everyone. Or maybe they're like watching it too closely that they don't really see the big picture and can't. Yeah. Or too maybe. close to it, you know? Yeah, I think, I just think so much of this movie banking on the original, or number one rather. Mm-hmm. You know, so. Yeah, okay. that's me. 83. All right, 83. So overall, that would uh, take our grade to an 85 for directing. Um, yeah. All right. So we want to special effects. Uh, all right. So I gave the special effects and then this is probably, well, maybe this is being overly harsh, but I gave it a 68. 
No. And, <laughs> I, know. And, I know. I thought right. I was being bitchy, but you're even lower than me. So. Well, okay. <laughs> so, so some of the special effects uh, work in this film is excellent. Um, I, I do like it, but there is to me something that's kind of unforgivable, and and I'll, I'll get into this. So, uh, the de aging process for these kids, for some of them, it's okay, and I mean that it's okay. It it's it's um the bare minimum of convincing. All right. And then there's some which are downright terrible. Um, obviously Finn Wolfhard is much, much taller. He has, he has really shot up height wise and, and everything over the course of, you know, time between filming of it chapter one and it chapter two. Right. And so when you look at the film and I was sitting there watching it, yes, this, you know, giant, you know, uh, screen here and Richie is on, on the screen and the de-aging is so poorly done. It is, it's, it's just terrible. It really is. It's terrible. And I mean, it sounds terrible, you know, to like to really harp on that. Like, is it the biggest, most, you know, is the most effective, uh, critique that I could really level at this film when it comes to special effects? You know, I guess you could argue that it isn't that big a deal, but I just feel like it's something that you really need to nail. And they didn't. They have an $80 million budget for this film. Fine. But for a movie, like it Chapter 1 made, I can't remember even how much money it made, like $800 million or more. I don't remember how much it made. It made a gargantuan amount of money. And this movie is going to make a gargantuan amount of money too, and everybody knows it. So rather than giving them the extra $30, $40 million that they could have used to make sure that they had like the you know, Marvel Avengers level quality of de-aging, like say Nick Fury had in mm-hmm. Captain Marvel or Robert Downey Jr. had in Civil War. Like when it, it was so ridiculous to see how good they looked, you know, like that, I can't believe it. That's actually, you know, Robert Downey Jr. back from like 1985, right? So, you know, to not be able to do that is something I feel like you really can't find an adequate excuse, I think. Um, so it wasn't just them. I mean, it was some, some of the other characters too. They had their highs and their lows when it came to the de-aging thing. Some, like, yeah, some of them were okay, and and some of them were, were less than okay, and, and Richie, I thought he was just the worst. So <laughs> anyway, 68 for me because um, it, it just can't, you can't get, you can't put that bad of an effect in a film like this when you're supposed to believe that that's the kid on the screen, and I can clearly tell that that's that's got a ton of special effects work to this kid's face, and it makes it look weird. It looks like waxy, and kind of not him. Like it looks like Richie, but it doesn't look like Richie, and it's obvious. And I'm like, what? yeah. Anyway, I feel bad because I didn't even notice. <laughs> oh wow. Okay. All right. Hey, it's fine. That's fine. It's it's fine. It's it's you know. I mean, you know, let, let, let's be honest. You know, like I missed that part earlier. You missed that. Like I, I'm everybody was, misses something. Yeah, I'm afraid this movie was just so long, and we'll talk about the pacing here in a minute. That it's it's not a surprise that we miss a lot of well, things. Freaking, you run out of energy by the time you get to the end of the movie. There you go. You're exactly <laughs> right, Michael. You're exactly right. Yeah. For me, I had issues with some of the actual special effects they were doing. 
with um okay. with it and or Pennywise. But like it's in the trailer too, and I thought like okay, they kind of it's not looking very good in the trailer. Maybe they'll make it better by the time the movie gets out, but they didn't. And it's when they're in the f- glass mirrored funhouse, and you see his tongue like being licked at the the window, and it's such bad. CGI it's terrible it looks so fake and nothing about like it in the first one was ever super fake looking but it just looks so bad it looked like Scooby-Doo was drawing over the mirror and it just took me right out of it like okay even if this kid dies it's not gonna matter now because that just that's bothering me Yeah, no, and, I, I definitely agree about that that scene. Um, and like when he's deflating too, like when he at the very end when he's shrinking, it just it doesn't look good. I, just, I don't know, maybe being too critical. No, but. no, look, you can't, you're not being too critical. It's um, you know, like I said, for when the move, first movie came out and got the critical reception it got and made as much money as it as it did make, you cannot be this stingy on the budget for the next movie. Because now all of a sudden, like, like you know there's an uphill climb. If you have any intelligence as the head of a studio who's in charge of approving the budgets for these movies, you know, you have to know that the second movie is going to be the hardest to get right. It's going to be the hardest to make, you know, it is successful because it just has inherent challenges that the first one doesn't have. And I feel like if you're dead set on making sure that this movie is able to stand up next to the first one and and be like a, a real one-two punch horror-wise that really stands out is, is some of the best horror in, in the last you know decade, then you need to make sure it happens. So yeah, like I said earlier, like if you have to give another 30, 40, 50 million dollar budget add-on to the 7 year or the 80 million they already have, if that other extra 40 or 50 million is going to make the difference between what we got. I mean, I'm I'm just I'm taking this apart from the script and all the other issues that this movie has. But just like, this sp- is the time to throw all the money at it. Right. It's from the, you know, from a special effects standpoint, from everything that this movie's going to require. You can't go cheap. Um, you know, you you give it what it needs because if this movie is able to come out and be as good as the first one, then you know that's a real great career highlight for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. But they didn't, and you know how much of that budget went to the actors? Probably a good chunk. Half. <laughs> Probably like half. <laughs> yeah. So this suddenly becomes a forty million dollar movie. Yeah, so, like they could go. have even thrown another hundred million at it, and I think that would have helped a lot. Yes, it would have. Oh. All right. What are you gonna do? So, um, so yes. Oh, I gave it seventy-five. You gave it seventy-five. Raker, your thoughts? Um, I agree with both of you. Uh, I think the one saving grace was that, you know, uh, his domain, I thought looked pretty cool. I thought that looked very alien. Very, you know, I thought that looked pretty real. The ship, uh, yeah. Yeah, the ship and all. Yeah, like that whole, like, I don't even know that. Just that stuff. I thought that looked what pretty good. It kind of reminded me of uh, Alien. Yeah, I thought that too. Like, yeah. But it just, it really stands out as being, you know, quite alien looking. So they yeah. did that right. 
Yeah. So, I mean, I wasn't quite as harsh as Michael. I mean, he obviously Michael can't unring the bell from that one scene, but, uh, <laughs> overall, I mean, I'm still pretty low. I just, I just, you know, I, I gave it a 74. You know, well, so than, we're right about the same. Area. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I mean, I know there was a lot of scenes where, you know, the CGI was pretty blatant with it, you know, but with Pennywise, but I, yeah, I thought, you know, yeah. like when he was chasing him around and his head was, you know, six feet tall or eight feet tall or whatever <laughs> it was, I thought that looked, you know, pretty, pretty legit. Mm-hmm. Agreed. So, yeah. All right. And I think the next one we're going to really get into is the pacing. Oh, uh. well, um, all right. So let me just, uh, give you guys, uh, the score here for our special effects and overall it comes out to a 72 mm. for special effects oh, generous yeah yeah but i mean it's it's okay i mean what are you gonna do <clears throat> all right so let's move on to pacing which i think we can all agree is terrible i mean the pacing for this movie is it's it's absurd you know, and it, it's like, I mean, I mean, what I said earlier kind of just still stands, you know, you have a movie whose overall arc is kids have grown up, left dairy, now come back to dairy and need to kill Pennywise and that's it. And and that's two hours and forty nine minutes. Two hours and 50, it's almost a three hour movie, and <clears throat> it's just it, it's a real. It's really sad that uh, the movie took this long. There are there are sections of this movie that have no purpose. There are scene after scene that they could have put on the cutting room floor, and it would have made a bit of difference in terms of the the plot. Um, because a lot of there's a lot of scenes that just don't add anything to this movie. They don't do anything. They're just filler. Uh, they fill up the runtime, and you're left sitting there, like seriously, kind of bored out of my mind at times, just waiting for something to happen. Yeah. I mean, I have no problem watching a three hour movie. I can sit and watch a three hour movie, no problem. I can sit and watch uh, Lord of the Rings, Fellowship of the Ring, fantastic movie. Extended version. Extended version. Does that have? Pacing issues, not really, uh, because it's a it's a, they're very well paced movies, <clears throat> but so a, a long movie is not the problem. Uh, it's how much plot do I have, and the scenes are the scenes necessary to, to tell that plot. Are they in the movie? Are there too many scenes that that don't add anything that actually just end up being like filler fluff? Um, and that's really what ended up happening here. Um, it took so long for the, to, for the movie to really get going that by the time, you know, Pennywise really enters into the movie, it's, it's what so long, uh, how many, how long was it in the movie until Pennywise really started to make his, his, uh, appearance like known? I mean, we saw him, but to really become a real factor. This yeah, movie. like we saw him like in the very first yep. scene, but very after scene. that, it's like another forty-five minutes at least. Yeah, at least, yeah. And that's with uh, the the old lady. So yeah, yeah, you know that was creepy. And then and then after that, how long? 
took a while. Yeah, it's like there's it, you almost forget about him and because yeah. they're doing their other stuff until he comes back and you're like, oh right, that's their point. But then, but then, and here's here's the problem, and and I mentioned this to Raker, you know, initially that's fine, but then what it when it ended up happening in this movie is that suddenly Pennywise was everywhere. There, there was like yeah. just Pennywise started to show up all the time. You know, he's walking out in broad daylight. Uh, you know, one of the first, one of the best things about the first movie is that they made sure to to keep Pennywise hidden a lot. You didn't see him all that often. Uh, he showed up occasionally, but that was it. And it wasn't until the end of the movie when you know we saw him a lot because you know the. Losers Club was down there facing him. But otherwise, yeah. he was barely in the movie. He was every once in a while. Um, they kept him hidden. They kept him in the dark. They, you know, so they obscured him as much as possible. Um that's that's a good way to do it. But instead, Pennywise is not not only is he in a lot of scenes, he's just they don't do anything to kind of hide Pennywise. Yes, Pennywise has different forms and we see him in different forms, but when it's just Pennywise the clown, the dancing clown, he's still in a lot more of this of this movie than I thought he'd be in. Yeah, yeah. no, I totally agree. He was just he wasn't used effectively. No. It's like they knew how much um Bill Skarsgård, how much attention he got for for the role in the first movie, and so they they kind of amped up his total amount of screen time yeah. significantly because everyone was like, "Oh, the guy's so amazing!" And he is. I mean, he's he's one of the standout performers in this movie. Um, he's is good, maybe even better in this one than he was in the first one, which is scary to say, but it's true. He's fantastic. Uh, it, it's an it's an iconic performance by this actor uh, because mm-hmm. people talk about Pennywise and don't get me wrong. I love, I love um, Curry from the, from the uh, movie miniseries, whatever in the in 1990, he's great, yep. but this is just a different level, but that doesn't mean that suddenly it's, you know, Pennywise's movie because it's never Pennywise's movie, but it felt like at times that it was, it was Pennywise's movie here. So True. but the, the pacing is just, it's not good. I gave it a 66. Um, yeah, I kind of actually kind of feel bad. I feel like I should have given it worse. Uh, but <laughs> uh, 66, so we'll have to do. So that's, that's my grade. Raker, what about you? I'm not far behind you, Michael. Ah. Um, I gave it a 65. Wow. wow. It was just, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, you got to figure, like, if I'm missing that, you know, back to where that that stand tie in, like right. I I agree with Michael hundred percent. It's like quick and then slow and then real slow and then quick and quick and then slow slow and then what the heck is this? Like it was just so all over the place. Not not talking about script wise, just like pacing wise, it was, it was even so all over the place. I just, like, I just there's no investment. Nah, it was poor, very very poor. Um, it's like, yeah, go ahead. Like that kid that's in the trailer and it's in the mirrored fun house. Like I thought he would have a bigger role, but like when he died, I didn't care. Like it was just like, whatever. Uh, yeah. No one yeah. cared about that kid. Cause no, you know, right. There's right? no point. 
How is it that that town can lose all these kids and they never it seems like no one ever says a word about it? Well, I think you know they kind of allude to that, alluded to it in the in the first movie, and they definitely do in the the book, which is that that Pennywise has an effect on this town. Um, that even the 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 adult residents, a part of them knows that he exists, a part of them, but there's also a bit of uh, an influence by Pennywise on the residents of this town. He kind of brings out the worst aspects of the people in Derry as well. And, and so there's like this, almost like this, um, I almost want to say spell that's kind of put on the town and the residents where they don't make as big a deal of stuff as they probably should that would get them more national attention and, and things like that. So, yeah. Yeah. Also, how stupid is it that they just had to put him into a box and that was that? Oh my god! Yeah, yeah, that that's it was bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. not not definitely not the best. Um, <laughs> that's just putting it mildly. So, Sarah, what about what about you? What's your grade for pacing, and what are your thoughts on it? Apparently, I was generous because I gave pacing a 73, but yeah. I feel the same way you guys do. And then it's just it's all over the place and they don't explain things very well when they're having their scenes. And some things you can just it will entirely fall through the cracks. It seems like each of us missed something in that movie. And that's that's not acceptable for, you know, a sequel to a movie that was first one was perfect. You, know, you shouldn't have this many issues. Yeah. So 73 for sure. Yeah. I feel like uh, this movie could have benefited from um, an editor, an editor, <laughs> uh, her few, you know, it's, it's one of those movies. I feel like, you know, people are going to look back on and almost go like a, what if, what if more, you know, maybe more time should have just been spent on the script. Maybe they could have found a way to not have to include the kids. Uh, either that, or like I said, paid more money to, digitally put them in the movie if they needed them just for a little bit, uh, mm -hmm. a scene or two. But maybe it's just the rush nature of the production, get the script knocked out super fast, and, and they couldn't really give it the attention to detail that they needed to. But, man, I'll tell you what, they really did not hit this one out of the park. This one is a freaking – it's not only is it a foul ball, but it's a foul ball that hits your kneecap and shatters it. <laughs> that, that, right. That, yeah, it's pretty painful. Yeah. All right, so if we look at our overall scores here, um, my score is a 76 overall. R uh, Raker, yours is a 77. And Sarah had to, to break the 80 mark. So it's, <laughs> it's 80 for Sarah. Um, I'm generous this time. Yep. So add all, all of them together, and it's uh, it comes out to a 77. I think that's a little more than generous. Yeah, this movie probably really deserves about a freaking 70. But, you know, again, certain things will bring this up. Um, you know, special effects. Uh, well, actually, we were kind of low acting. on that. But the, act, the acting and the directing, I think, is where this movie ended up being uh, brought up because, uh, you know, the acting, I think, was, was pretty good. And the directing was pretty good as well so that's gonna pull up the the poor pacing grade and well pretty much all the other four grades yep. um, so yeah the script was mediocre but 
you know, 75. All right. So anybody have any? Oh, oh, I see. We go. Forgot. Uh, rewatchability. <laughs> I gave it a 60. It's generous. I would give it a 50. Okay. Wow. I gave it a 70 because obviously I need to rewatch it. I missed so much. <laughs> uh, yeah. But we no. don't count that, so it's all good. Well, yeah. I mean, it, it's the, the rewatchability grade is is just kind of a barometer for how likely are you to you know want to rewatch this uh, in a relatively short period of time. Which, which apparently, not too much. It's people. not soon. <laughs> Yeah, so 60 overall for rewatchability. All right, so overall our grade is a 77. Um, anybody have any final thoughts before we say goodbye? Um, you could pretty much just get away with watching the first It and be satisfied. Yeah. So anyone listening, just do that. Agreed. It's, it's yeah. a shame that, you know, if you're going to crank out a sequel this close to the original, if you want to call it the original, like, ah, uh, man, you got to really, you know, you're walking on eggshells here. You got to do mm-hmm. a really good job, you know. Yeah. But, yeah, but they didn't. They didn't, you know. This is just a, I think it was too quick, you know, too quick of a deal. You know, I think it felt rushed in many, many ways. Yeah. It did. So true. It did. It, it, yeah. felt, it felt rushed. It needed more time in the script department. Um yeah, it did. It, it it needed a lot more time, so unfortunately, it did not get that. So, all right, everybody. Uh, it looks like that's it for our review of it, chapter two. You can uh, email us and let us know what you think by sending it to freakinggeeksmedia at gmail.com. You can go to our Patreon uh, webpage and uh, you can support the podcast and what we do here patreon.com forward slash freaking geeks and you can also go to freaking geeks.com and you can rate and review the movies just like we do uh sarah how can they contact you on twitter uh it's at freak geeks media okay at freak geeks media so yeah check those out and uh yeah let us know what you think of the movie and what we got right what we got wrong we definitely like to hear from you so all right uh we'll see you guys next time and thanks for listening to the freak Later, Eeks. See ya. Thanks for listening to the Freaking Geeks Podcast. Be sure to visit FreakingGeeks.com as well as our Patreon page at Patreon.com slash FreakingGeeks for more great content. Also, please consider rating and reviewing us on iTunes. Trust us, it really helps. Now, if you'd like to write into the podcast and share your thoughts and ask questions, you can do so by sending your email to freakinggeeksmedia at gmail.com. You can contact Michael on Twitter using at Michael underscore Lanage. You can contact Sarah on Twitter using at Labyrinth Rose or at Freak Geeks. 